This is the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, The Grays. Greetings and welcome back to another episode of Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host Jim and Tom the Grays. And today we are moving away from the Marvel banner but staying under the Disney umbrella as we enter our first Star Wars episode of 2018, I believe. Yeah. Uh, we're going to re- be reviewing Solo, the, I guess, controversial Star Wars movie that's come out recently. Seems like it. It's had a three-day or four-day weekend, bringing in 104 million dollars, yeah. which to Disney is a failure, apparently. <laughs> Um, to it's D- underperformed to DC, they, that's a huge success. It's they like put a, you in the basement for that. Yeah. So we're going to talk Han Solo and Star Wars story, but before we go into our full movie review, we have to say like straight up that we were both really leery about this movie. Uh, well, we said it several times that we didn't think it was going to be any good. I know I've stayed straight up said it, yeah. um, and not because of just you hear director change. Then, you know, main actor change, all these problems. And, 80% reshoots. Right. But, like, if you're going to have a director change, Ron Howard's a great director yeah. to, to land on. I think this is the first Star Wars movie that's directed by an Academy Award winner. Right. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't but think he, he's a good one to, to, to catch up. Yeah. You know, so. And overall, like, I think he did a pretty good job with what he was given and the cast and the crew and... The movie, right. in my mind, not to jump to our review yet, but I enjoyed it. This was a movie, like, I'm normally excited for Star Wars movies. This was a movie where I wasn't excited for it. Like, right. going, I didn't know the main actor. The, I did like the supporting cast. That was the, the thing that kind of made me excited about it. Woody Harrelson, Donald Glover, Amelia Clark, Having all them, people that I, I really like, in the movie, I was like, okay, this is giving me a chance to go see it. After seeing it, I walked away surprised. I walked away happy. Yeah. And when you think Star Wars and you hear the word prequel, it's not a good not no. a good label because you think of episodes one, two, and three. So this is essentially this is a prequel. It's the origin story of Han Solo. Yeah. It's basically it, and it's gonna be considered one of those side stories. Mm-hmm. You know, a Star Wars story, but Yeah, along with Rogue One. This one's pretty well, I mean, I guess they're both, you know, they relate to the main story, but yeah, this is. I think it was good, and and uh, I was just looking. It's the third lowest rated on. Yeah. Um, on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. Third seventy one. It's seventy sitting okay. squarely at seventy. It's up. Okay. It was at fifty five before I saw it. And it opened. I think it started at what eighty five, right? Well, critics have given it pretty good. Yeah. It's the audience is is has kind of. Sh- but see, that's what I'm saying. I saw it. Yesterday, and the critics had it at fifty-five, yeah. and now today it's at seventy. So it's come up. It's not bad. No. And going into it, did you think Han Solo was a character that deserved a solo movie? Yeah. See, I didn't. Really? I didn't really care about him. <coughs> he was more of a guy like you knew he was there for for like he was just there for a gain, and then he got roped in because he fell in love. Yeah, but I thought he was. I thought. I thought he was a great character, and I'm pretty sure 90% of the people, he's one of their favorite characters, if not their favorite. I think, like, he's, think he's number two overall, yeah. as far as uh, most popular Star Wars characters. Um, and I have a love-hate with him because he killed Greedo. <laughs> I, I love Greedo. 
but going into it again wasn't really interested in Alden Ehrenreich and you know I listened yeah. to him and him and Donald Glover were on Ellen and they both said that they auditioned like six seven times for this role and Donald <laughs> Glover auditioning seven times for a role that he was born to play surprised right. me now that's for the previous director yeah for and uh, Alden Ehrenreich was the first person to audition for Han Solo I think there were like 40 people for the pre, but under all this was under yeah, for uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, right? The and now the Lego movie, uh, yeah. Uh, now Ron, Ron Howard, did he bring Alden? Right? No, he carried everybody. Was uh, the only person that uh, Ron Howard brought on was Paul Bettany. Okay, because Michael K. Right. Michael K. Williams was supposed to be in it. Mm. He had like a huge part in it with uh, Lord and Miller, and I guess due to time constraints and the reshoots, he was elsewhere. And they had to cut his whole scene. Like every, you didn't see him, so they brought yeah. him. Uh, so you get a new director and a new villain because Dryden Voss was the villain. Okay. So it was a it was a big change for them. Yeah. Good. It uh, because it worked out. Yeah, it worked out as good as you could ask for. I think. Yeah, and you know we've seen we talked off air a little bit about like the things that didn't work, like things that are causing the fatigue of Star Wars or the reluctancy to go see the movie, and it was like. Uh, Alden Ehrenreich, the shadow of Last Jedi, which it was it was a good movie, but it wasn't a great movie. It was a good movie upon first viewing. Afterwards, like the trolling, and even though we liked trolling, we mm-hmm. liked it in Deadpool what they did to us. Yeah, but this one is Deadpool was blatant and in your face, and like they they might as well waved their dick at you and said we're yeah. trolling you. Yep. Whereas, like, their trolling was, you know, it, it felt like a snub. Yeah. Like, it, was, it was a fuck you to JJ. Yeah. Like, everything that the, he focused on, the Kylo mask sword, uh, Snoke, race parents, Captain Phasma, it was not, right. it was all nullified. And now this has some of the same problems that we've talked about before, and I think we should name it this Phasma effect, possibly, yeah. that... Trademark, TMTM. TMTM, TM, Phasma effect. Um, fantastic characters dying fast yeah. and not dying in ways that you can't bring them back. Yeah, like Phasma, you can't bring back. Phasma had two chances, and still they dicked with her. Yeah, uh, and, and and they made a huge point to cast Gwendolyn Christie yeah. in her role to make her like this big imposing first female stormtrooper. We never saw her face. Right, like that's the thing we never. Yeah. That could have been just a prepubescent boy, right? Talking under that, and that you you know, there's a difference. Okay, you know, we talked about all the great actors they had in Deadpool mm-hmm. and then they killed them all they didn't string you along though yeah. like they, that was a fun, that was part of it being funny and yeah. that was part of the trolling whereas this is they built her up like she was going to be special and then like in, in in this movie we had um, oh yeah this this is going to follow up with spoilers this yeah whole spoilers spoiler. but uh, Rio Durant yeah, who who's played by John Favreau? Now I get him not. Be, he was an awesome character. Yeah, and Banks was like, oh, I really like him, and then he died. He's like a toy. He, he's a toy character. Yeah, he's he, character. that's what he would have been. Yeah. yeah, they built him as a toy. He got a pop figure already. He's their he's their Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. essentially. But he was he was he was, he was better. better than Jar Jar yeah. Binks, I think. And he, uh, you know, John Favreau is busy. Yeah, very busy. Disney's golden boy now. Yeah, so I could see him not be able to reprise or make it like a long-standing like. But um, another, they killed another robot we all yep. liked, L three three seven. Yep. And who was the who was uh, the robot they killed in Rogue One? K two S O. 
Yeah. He was great. And Alan Tudyk's yep. robot. But uh, they killed everybody. Yeah. In, in we Rogue knew that one, was going to so. But this one was like, it wasn't needed. Yeah. Like, Rio dying was We're going to, yeah. Okay. Let's review a little piece here before we get into the real review. They killed L337 and made her part of the ship. Yeah. Well, that's not, that was never brought up, never talked about, never canon. So, like, that to me never made sense. Exactly. And it wasn't like she was more of like a... Even We like, just said it was a good movie. Now we're going to shit on it for yeah. a second. But think Legends of Tomorrow, where Gideon is like the artificial intelligence mm-hmm. of the ship. You hear her voice. You Like, she has emotion. Not emotions, but she has consciousness. The droid didn't have any consciousness. They just up- updated her Garmin yeah. and put plugged it in and said, all right, you're now Google Maps for the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, and it was a. They turned her into like a, a revolutionist. Yeah, I mean, she was a more of a, it was a political stance for equal rights, basically. Yeah, and, and she was the highlight of the film. Like she, her, and well, more her than Rio. Rio was great, but her like banter, like she was like a thick droid who was like talking yeah, about how yeah. you can have sex with a human. <laughs> like it was really weird. Yes, yeah, it'll work. Yeah. It'll work. Yeah, she like had a, a swagger to her, um, and didn't want to be on the Millennium Falcon. No. They didn't want to be with Lando, just was there because he didn't wipe her. Yeah, and that was Lando's, it was Lando's love interest. Yeah, he, he loved her. Yeah. Even the, when he did the Lando Chronicles, that was <laughs> such, such a great, great part. But let's, before we dive deep into the middle yeah. of the movie okay. like we normally do, let's go right to back to the beginning and we start with Corellia. Yeah. Overall, a great scene in Corellia. Uh, it, was, it opens up Tokyo Drift of the Fast and Furious <laughs> franchise. You know, he's stealing the land speeder. He's driving around. What did you think of the opening? I thought it was great. Uh, yeah, we heard there were some parts like that. I think somebody said there were some parts. Yeah, a lot that, of people said it was going to be a heist movie. Yeah, and it had you know aspects of all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, it was pretty good. And um, the dice come into effect real quick. This movie was good at like really, really getting to like Rogue One. We'll, we'll com- I'm going to compare it to the other side story, Rogue One, which you. we both think is a is pretty amazing movie. Maybe the one of the best things they've come out is yeah. Rogue One, and you know, out of the new, it's my favorite of the four. Yeah, the new like the uh, you know 2010 and one or whenever yeah, the Disney stuff. So Rogue One was great. Um, I don't think Rogue One deepened any story because it had its own story. We really like for this being a Han Solo story, it really did deepen Han Solo. You did see, you know, a lot of stuff leading up to yeah. Han Solo going to Tatooine. Yeah, you see origins upon origins. Yeah. And there's going to be parts in the movie, or in this review of the movie, where I find other components of different movies. So, like, the beginning opens up like a Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah. It's stealing a car, and there's a, all pretty much all of Corellia is Fast and the Furious. It's stealing cars, trying to get everywhere. And then we meet Kira, or Kira, uh, Amelia Clark's character, in like, I don't know what that was, like a, like a hostel or like an orphanage? It was. Because these are <clears throat> they're kids, they're teenagers. Yeah, but they explain. It's basically like a. Um, not newsies. It's, it's like. It's like a. They in old London when they would, you know, get all the street urchins to go oh, like and teach them how twist. to yeah teach them how to pickpocket. Mm-hmm. That's what it is basically. Okay. I yeah, think it were, seems like because yeah, they were all thieves. The old, the caterpillar lady is basically a. Oh, how awful was she? 
and caterpillar vampire. And she was she was played by. You ever see NCIS? Yeah. The the woman that looks like Edna from The Incredibles. Oh yeah. She was played by her. <laughs> and like even like her guard was really cool. The design of that guard. He looked like a millipede with like a helmet. Yeah, on. and his, his, he looked um, he had like a Stargate feel the way yeah. he, the helmet folded into place. Yeah, that was cool. And then that thing pops up, and I was like, oof. Yeah. What the hell is this thing? <laughs> I didn't know it was that lady. That lady won a, an Academy Award, by the way. Yeah? Yeah. So they got another Academy Award winner. She... Worm. This is a tangent. She played, like, in the 80s, like 1982, she played a young Chinese boy. All right. And, uh, like, so convincingly that nobody knew it was a woman. Jesus. So she won. Now, other people have played gender swap. But she played a boy, wow. not somebody who was going through transitioned or anything. So she played like an Asian boy and convincingly. Wow. All right. More props to her. And she won an Oscar for it. What did you think of that character, the worm character, not the Asian boy? <laughs> she, uh, it, it was quickly recognizable what they were doing, like the Oliver Twist thing. Mm-hmm. And they just needed, like, it, it. she's a good character, I guess, for it, but... You know, and everything's underground yeah. uh, because they, I guess they're they're like vampire caterpillars. Right. Well, she he can't was. stand the sunlight. Yeah. So she he throws right a rock up. at the window. Yeah. So she's gotten this far on this horrible planet, like controlling all these people, and no one's thought to like break a rock and or break a window. No one was as ballsy as the right. young Han because we don't know that he's solo yet. Well, you don't know. Yeah, he's just Han. Yeah, his mission, he's going to get out. They're going to buy their freedom because they have the the fuel. Right. That's the whole thing. Their, their whole thing uh, is... We've the never fuel. heard about this fuel, have we? Not to my, my knowledge. But then right. again, I don't dive super deep into the Star yeah. Wars canon. Um, I know that the, the the crawl that was not a crawl in the opening was mainly because, saying that there's war because of this fuel and it can yeah. jump you to light speed. And like it's 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 like super premium. Yeah. It's like race fuel for, for the Star Wars universe. And he's got it. He stole it. He runs away. They they do another little heist, not a heist, you know, getaway scene where they're in another land speeder with some weird-looking dog, the hounds. Corellian hounds, yeah. according to the uh, Lego sets. Okay. And they were pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they were um, very, like, Resident Evil-like to me in space. Right, yeah. And they, they were coming out. And then we get to the train station or the, the depot where Han and Kira are going to get out and there's, they're going to have to, that's the first presence of the empire. Yeah. You see, you see really only empire in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no rebellion. None of that. This no. is, this is strictly an empire controlled uh, world or universe right now. So yeah. So he, galaxy. they get ready to get through. They know they have to bribe the, the gate, the gatekeeper shows the fuel and the gatekeeper cons like cons him. Han gets through, Kira gets arrested, says I'm gonna come back for you. Yeah. She and didn't the gatekeeper didn't she just took you know, took advantage of a situation. Yeah. She really didn't Then she got caught. Yeah. And then Han huge twist, like never this was never discussed where he began to become a pilot. Well that's he gets his origin. We find out why he's why he's called Han Solo. He goes up to the Empire to join the Empire's Navy. Yeah. And they say, What's your last name? He's like, Oh, I don't have one. It's just me. Who are your people? Oh no, it's just me. Um so okay, Han Solo. Yeah. And he joins the Empire. Um <clears throat> that's that's in the, the the legends. That's always not his name origin, 
But the fact that he joined the Navy. Okay. Like, he was... In the, the books I remember reading, I think he was a little bit deeper into the, 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 the Navy. Okay. But I think it did eventually lead to him being kicked out. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. That's where, you know, he was a good pilot, but that's kind of where he learned to, uh, how he learned to hijack was from getting on or going on hijack ships yeah. and things like that and seeing what they did and how he could do better. And we didn't see that at all. We didn't see no. him in, in pilot school. We didn't see him in a ship Mm-mm. at all. Like, well, right was, away they said the Academy kicked him out. Yeah. And it fl- fl- jumps three years. Now they're mm-hmm. fighting. Um, there's like some planet. The minute the mini walkers are out there shooting around. Yeah, AT. AT ATs. I don't know. I don't know all the the nomenclature. I think it's just AT AT. Okay. Then there, the war was. The war scene was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, that's when you meet Woody Harrelson and yeah. Danny Newton and Rio Durant. Yeah. And what did you think of their like the the play on like oh he's. He's a captain, but you like you immediately knew he wasn't a captain. Right. Well, I didn't catch the scorch marks right away okay. like Han did. Um, but I, it was fishy to me. Like, he, why was he there? And uh, you know, but I do remember them saying that he was going to be his mentor. Yeah, Beckett. Woody Harrelson was going to play Han's mentor. Yeah, Beckett. But that wasn't. Actually, like he wasn't a real mentor. Yeah. It was just he uh, gave him one knowledgeable line, right. and it was "Don't trust anybody." Yeah, and came back playing. Yeah, yeah, and he trusted and, everybody. He trusted yeah. every single person <laughs> he possibly could. But the mentorship really didn't like it. Didn't bloom, blossom immediately. Right. It, you know, they Han gets arrested for being a deserter. He goes and he wants to talk to Woody Harrelson, Danny Newton, uh, Val, and Beckett. And they're like, no, we don't know you. We'll yeah. call the colonel over here, and the colonel will send you away. And they feed him to the beast. Yeah. When they said feed him to the beast, did you have a beast in mind? Did you think it was going to be the beast we got? Banks said, is this like the Rancor dad? I was like, I don't know. It's, it doesn't seem big enough to be Rancor. Mm-hmm. But I, I was going through a lot of stuff. I didn't. I didn't. I thought it was going to be like a Wampa, maybe. Yeah, I thought it was going to be something that we've already seen a Rancor or Wampa, something like All that. Right. And we get the origin of Chewbacca. Right. Where, yeah. where Chewie and Han first meet. Yeah. What about that scene? What did you think about? I was happy. Well, we do it early, and then you keep going. You keep thinking, when's he going to, like, you see Chewbacca, and he is a beast. Like, he's he hasn't eaten. He's yeah. starving. He's been killing people. He's mad at Yeah. He's all muddy and mad at and And he, he looks like he's going to kill Han. Yeah. And, um... I, I I was happy to see it, and it was it was the one scene that like I really wanted to see. Yeah, me too. It was because uh, that's the relationship that lasts the longest. Mm-hmm. That's Han's oldest relationship, yeah. probably. Yeah. I mean, because Amelia's not. It pre- Kira's not in the future, yeah, and it predates the his relationship with the Millennium Falcon. Right. So. So Chewie's. It's right the most there. important relationship he has, and Han saves his life on multiple occasions. Yeah. And they never bring up the life that. No. I was I was waiting for them to talk about. You it, know. it immediately starts off with a. I guess do you I was know? waiting for. I'll tell you. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. What I was waiting for is the Han say, "Go, go." I I can't. I need you to go so I could figure something out. You know that old classic yeah. trope, and it never happened. Mm-mm. And like I wanted Chewie to say, "Oh no, you saved my life. I owe you a life debt. I can't yeah. go save my tribe because he talks about saving his tribe." 
and Chewie always comes back, but he never talks about the life. I wanted them to bring up the life debt. Yeah, and when they're separated, because we did see a time during the the battle on the on um, Jesus uh, Castle, the battle yeah. on Castle Run. Where we get the origin of the Castle Run with the meaning of twelve parsecs. Yeah, when they're prisoners and they're breaking out. This is jumping ahead, but where Chewie finds his tribe, his people, and they separate, but they go right back together. Yeah. Like they're inseparable. They know, like, Han would go after Chewie when Chewie went missing, and same thing with Chewie. Yeah, well, that's where I wanted Chewie to... to ex- and we figure, we find out, by the way, I don't... I had mixed feelings at the time, because it wasn't it wasn't done well, I don't think. Han speaks Chewbacca, or yeah. speaks Wookiee. Yeah. Wookiee-nese. Yeah, um, he knew all... Everything. <laughs> like, quick, too. Yeah. Like, but I guess because he's... He's a, you know... He grew up with the orphans. Yeah, with the orphans and trade, like, he had to do some trading, but he speaks, like, literally, it's the first time we ever see him speak Wookiees. Yeah, and I wish they would have elaborated on that more in the future movies. Yeah. Like, even with, like, Force Awakens, like, where we could have seen that happen, but we, not, we didn't see Wait, I guess it establishes that Han's not good at it, so Chewbacca can understand English and Han can understand Wookiee, so yeah. we don't really need to get into it. But I thought it was neat. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, that... Same thing. I would have just had there be a moment where Chewbacca has to make a choice, and he says, "Because of the life that I have to go with you." But do you think that the, there is no debt now because they both saved each other in the beginning? And it, but but he saves him on like I know Han, Han that's what I'm saying. Han the, saves him from the train. the train. Um, I guess he saves him in the because he gives him the stick. Mm-hmm. At, the uh, the baton thing that to, to, so he could save his people. I don't know. I feel like there's a bunch of times that yeah he saved uh, Chewie. I agree. So, and I was looking for that moment, that life debt moment, because that's in all the that becomes like a Wookiee thing. Yeah. That's in every game and every canon, and now not canon, whatever. Every time a Wookiee character is introduced, if like it, their life debt situation yeah. is introduced too. Yeah. So. Did it live up to the expectations you had for the the origin of Han and Chewie's first meeting? Yeah. Well, we never it never talks about it in the, the future movies, yeah. future slash past movies. So I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, we yeah. knew that the reason that Han uh, Chewie's there is because of the life debt. But they weren't instantly friends. Nope. They were just instantly companions, and I think that was cool. I liked yeah. that. They were survivors. Yeah. They uh, just hung out together. Yeah, it lived up to what I had too. Yeah. Uh, then, then we get the origin of well, to jump ahead, Han joins Beckett and Fal and Rio because they need somebody, right. and they need they didn't need him. They needed Wookie. They needed Chewie. Strong. They need muscle. Yeah. And they figure out they need Han as a pilot eventually, but because they need to get on a ship and get to deliver all this, all these, uh, they got to rob a pl- uh, train. Yeah. That's their whole thing. They're gonna go rob a train. Uh, Crimson Dawn. Crimson Dawn. Dryden Voss's uh, whole yeah. crew. Has said that, you know, you need to steal 100,000 credits worth of the fuel, yeah. which isn't a lot, actually, because the fuel's super expensive. Yeah. And it's fuel that we learn. And just getting 100,000 credits is substantial to the fleet of, mm-hmm. the, of Crimson Dawn. So they're, they're a team now. Then we have a distant planet. They're setting up their score. Beckett's becoming Han's mentor by saying, listen... Don't trust anybody. Don't screw this up. Follow the orders, and we get the origin of Han's blaster. Yep. It's like a breakdown. Yeah. 
It it's a, a breakdown a of a larger rifle, <laughs> and that's why it has a scope on it, which no one has ever used the scope. Yeah. But Hans always had the quick draw. Anyway. Yeah, all he does is pew, pew. He just yeah. throws it out whenever he can. So then we'll fast forward. We go right to the, the train scene, which was probably one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, that was pretty good. To go back to my movie references, it reminded me of uh, Captain America... Uh, civil, um, Winter Soldier. No, no, uh, First uh, Avenger. Yeah, First Avenger. Where they skyline, they zip line to yeah, from, yeah. from the plane to the train. And I thought that was. Yeah, I mean, that's basically almost right along with it. Like, they have to, it's a heist on a train, yep. which there's been a ton of that that kind of stuff. And like, even going wild, wild west heist on a train yeah. stuff. So, so Val's going to blow up the train, uh, the tracks, but there's uh, drones. Yeah. The Viper drones are. Up at the, they, they're kind of sleeping. I guess they're in. A, a yeah, at, at this moment, the the train's coming along, and they need to. What needs to happen is, Val, who's Sandy Newton, has to blow up a bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 rest of the gang, uh, ben, the the pilot. Yeah, Rio. Rio is flying, and they're flying like a cargo ship. Mm-hmm. And then Beckett and Han and Chewie, Han and Chewie need to separate. Beckett basically is laying down cover because he knew there was going to be guys on the train to protect yeah. it. And Be- or Han and Chewie have to release it from the other cars. Yeah, and Val is worried about a character named Infus Ness, Yeah, who has been like a foil to them, a bounty hunter, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a, a marauder. Yeah, but a, a, um, not a companion, the opposite. Uh, An opponent. Yeah, An like, like, yeah. Like their foe, a rival. Yeah, rival. Yeah, Competition. like yeah, they're 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 arch nemesis. Yeah, and um, so all they have to do, they have to hook like hook grappling hooks up to the the car. They release the car, and the car like the rest of the train is going to go down where they blow up the bridge, and this all has to happen before a sensor is triggered for the viper droids to come out. But and you think it's easy? You they they make it seem like it's easy. Right. If it's necessary, going to come in and mess up everything, and if it's necessary, shows up. Yeah. And, well, unlike speeder bikes. Yep. And Infosness, when the character jumped onto the train and started kicking ass, quickly became one of my favorite yeah. characters of this entire movie. From, what did they dress like? I was trying to figure out who they're dressed like. It was like a Mandalorian and a Tuscan Raider yeah. put together. Yeah. Like a lot of fur, a lot of armor, really cool helmet, and then like a taser baton. Yeah. Like a taser, like taser baton. Like a vibra baton, yeah. Like because it can cut through steel and shit like that. And so. they can shoot like they're shooting like grappling hooks into the yeah. into the cargo ship. Like they were that whole group was awesome. Like the, yeah. And you're like, oh my god, these are <laughs> these are the bad guys. So long story short, they mess up. They both have the Rio gets shot. Uh, he dies. Yeah. Sorry. Han becomes the pilot. Han is flying the ship, and he has to make a call to either drop the cargo. Can I? All right. You have you seen the? I think it's the. Okay, Johan's the pilot, and yeah. he has to save the group. Mm-hmm. But have you seen the Family Guy Star Wars episode? Yeah. Where he just like slowly lists to the right, and he's like, "Oh, that's some hotshot flying," mm-hmm. like making fun of the fact that he really didn't do it. He just turned the wheel left a little bit. And they did the same thing in this yeah. movie. They go, oh, he really is a good pilot. He hasn't done any. He, he just held the, the yoke. And turned it right. Yeah. And they're like, oh, he's really good. And I was like, he hasn't done anything yet. Let's, I mean, let him do something. Yeah, his first chance was he messed up the entire job. Right. He dropped, if his nest has the, they both have the, the cargo ship, 
or a cargo container, and he goes to the right, drops the ship. Infus Nest has it. They drop it. It blows up. Beckett is pissed because now they have to go to the the villain of the film, uh, Dryden Voss, who's played by Paul Bettany, and he's the leader of the Crimson Dawn. Right. And we go there, and it, it's he's on his yacht, um, and he we see him first killing somebody with a dagger, and it's like the rich people of he kills the whatever he is. He's a governor. Yeah. I don't. They don't say. Gov, I guess he's the governor of the planet they're on, but he's basically a governor. So. And it's a it's a rich people scene, you know. Yeah. Keep your head down. His yacht, so. Yeah. Keep your head down. We don't know it. You don't want to. These people aren't your friends. You don't know them. They don't know you. They don't want to know you. They don't want to be your friends. And then we get reunited with Kira. Yeah, she's there. Yep. And she at first I'm like, <clears throat> oh, she's a slave to she's a slave to Dryden Voss. She has the Crimson right. Dawn tattoo, and then Dryden Voss shows up. Were you as underwhelmed with Dryden Voss as I was? At first. But I liked how, like, they showed him when he gets angry. Like, his, like, mood swings mm-hmm. and, like, his tiger stripes would... His eyes get... Bloodshot yeah, and his every- tiger stripes, like, get inflamed. Um, I, I think they kept him intentionally humanized him yeah. in a way. Like, and then you pen. could see that there's part of him that he can do something. Yeah, because he so. was... Like, he, his ship was cool. Like, I caught the Mandalorian armor in the background. Yeah. I thought that that was really cool. And he just tells Beckett, like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Uh, Very, like, matter of fact about what he can. And he doesn't show that he can do anything. Mm-hmm. It's just everybody knows that yeah. he can. And Beckett's like, listen, there's got to be another way. I can get you this. I can get you that. And then Kira is revealed as his best lieutenant, uh, possibly his What girlfriend. did you think she was there for? When you first saw her, I thought she was a waitress, or uh, like a waitress, uh, like like one of those like she was holding the. I thought she was. I like thought she was a hooker. I, I was right away, idea. I thought she was a hooker. Like she had the tattoo. And I thought she. I knew they like, didn't like it's Disney, and it's PG thirteen, but they do go into it a little bit. Yeah, you know, you just, I, I thought she was going to be. I mean, we know slaves and prostitution exist. And one of the Star Wars, one uh, of the best costumes in Star Wars lore is the Slave Leia costume. Yeah. Like that's what people stand out. For. Like they want that. Yeah. Uh, they said like, and they alluded to her saying like to what you said. She says, "I've done some terrible things to I, be where I'm." I think like, okay, oh. well, it's going to be revealed. And Han, intentionally or no, I don't know, is very immature. He yeah. plays Han very. Han hasn't learned the things that he knew by the time we see him. You know, he's probably in his mid twenties when we see right. him. And he's extremely gullible. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't seen this woman in three, four, three or four years. And he's just like, no, there's nothing you could do. That's yeah. And I'm like, oh. Wait till you see him. <laughs> Sleep with the rancor. You never, you never <laughs> know what could happen. So then she's revealed as the lieutenant, the head lieutenant. And that's when Han's like, okay, I can We're play. We're talking three years. She gets to be the head lieutenant of from, one of the biggest gangs in the universe. Yeah, from stealing land speeders right. and batteries to being like. I mean. I think there's romantic interest between the two of them. Like, I think Dryden Voss and Kira were together. Oh, I I do too. But I think he saw her, and either fell in love with her, and then took bought her. I mean, this story, the Dryden Voss Kira thing, which we'll I guess we'll never know, yeah. or maybe if there's a sequel. Yeah. No matter what, he bought her. Yeah. For uh, whatever nefarious reasons. So he turned a hooker into a housewife. I think he might have. Yeah. All right. Captain Save the Ho. Yeah. That should have been his, should have been his, his nickname. <laughs> I think so. And then she probably killed somebody. Yeah. Oh, probably. Probably killed uh, that worm thing. I can't remember her name. Yeah. yeah. She probably had to kill 
you know, he saw her, like her kill people or maybe Johns or whatever. And it was like, oh, yeah, I dig her. Yeah. He so. was the next John to get killed unless he gave her a job. Mm-hmm. So we find out that Han's a little smarter than he looks. And right. he says, you know, we can do it on Kessel. We'll do the Kessel run. We'll get it there. And then we'll take it to this other planet. And we will immediately get it um, stabilized. Okay. That's this is where we're introduced to the, the fa- infamous, famous Kessel. Yeah. And Kessel's always been a thing like it doesn't make any sense because Parsec's a unit of time yep. and you're talking about it like it's a, a distance. But they they kind of explain this to a certain degree like it should take you 20 Parsecs to do this. They yeah. say it. it should take you 20 Parsecs to, to finish this. And Han's like, yeah, I could do that probably faster. And yep. they, they kind of get into... The reason why it takes 20 parsecs because you got to navigate around all this stuff. Yeah, the asteroid belt, like that aurora. Right. But before they do the Kessel Run, they need a ship. And in walks the best part of this entire movie. <laughs> Donald Glover, Lando Calrissian. We meet him at a cantina yeah. playing Sir Bach. Yeah. Um, and he's a cheater. He's a cheat. Yeah, he's a we cheater. And Hansel is a liar. So they work hand-in-hand, perfect for each other. And he wins the Millennium Falcon in yeah. a game of Sabacc. Oh no! No, he, he doesn't. He he, does, lo- he loses the he game because he shows that Lando's. Sh- well, they showed that Lando's cheating. Yeah. But this whole it was all for nothing. It was just so they could play a game of cards yep. and and Han could figure out he's a cheater. Yeah, and Kira knew Lando. Yeah, they knew each that, other. It was just Kira saying, "Hey, we got a you know decent job where you can make good money," and he's we, like, "Okay, well." And he wanted to get forty percent. Yeah. Talking down twenty five percent, and then through some trial and error. He went down to 20%. Yeah. But that's when we see Clint Howard. He shows up as the uh, battle droids. Yeah. The uh, dro- there's like little trash can droids are fighting in a ring. Yep. And then L7 <laughs> is very upset um, because she wants she's a, a Yeah, she's a, a SJW, social justice warrior yep. for robots. And she says they don't serve our kind here anyway. So they're going to go get the Falcon and they find out that it's booted. The, PP, <laughs> the PPA got him. And... Immediately, they get unbooted un- because apparently they're, they're geniuses. Right. And they fly away, and they start to do the castle run. And that's when we were introduced to backstory more about uh, Lando and L7, Kira and Han, because Han catches Kira trying on all of Lando's luxurious <laughs> capes, uh, all of which I would rock if I was a cape-wearing man. It's like, how many is too many capes? Never. Not for, not for <laughs> Donald Glover. What did you think of Donald Glover throughout the movie? Well, obviously, we, we were talking about this before. Uh, we knew Donald Glover would be great. Mm-hmm. and um, Born for this role. Yeah, he, he is Billy D. Williams' spiritual successor to this. Like He's going to be doing a Colt 45 commercial. Yeah, just because. To. He has to be. Yeah. Um, Donald Glover, I guess, you know... You've liked him for a long time, uh, and Childish Gambino. Yeah, but he is at everything he does. He he's good. Yeah, there's nothing he's bad at. He's a genius. Like entertainment wise, there's nothing he's not good at. He can write, act, direct, star, produce, sing. He can do everything. Right, and then rock a mean cape. <laughs> and then um, yeah, and like he he could actually sing, sing. Yeah. But the you know his last album was him singing. Mm-hmm. And then the new song that we saw, he actually dances on a video. He could dance, yeah. he could, even he's though it's, play, it's a hard, but he's, like he's going to play Simba in uh, the Lion King live yeah. action movie. So there's nothing that he cannot do, and, and uh, so 
we knew he was going to be good in this role. I wanted him ninety more, ninety percent more than what we got him because Lando was not a main player in this movie, and a lot of people, including myself, thought that this was going to be a Lando movie in disguise. Um, he had his moments. If this movie was made now, I think it would be. Yeah, with Donald Glover attached to it, mm-hmm. I think they would go. Oh shit, we need to make this. We, yeah. we need to make this a Donald Glover vehicle. Or put it, he needs twenty percent more in here because um, this America came out and people are going crazy for that and just everything that he's been doing. Um, but he wasn't even the first choice for this. I know Michael B. Jordan. I don't know how I would have felt. How that. how crazy is it that Michael B. Jordan is everybody's first pick? Now we like Michael B. Yeah. Jordan, but he is everybody's first. Absolutely. Pick. Every, in every role. He's every role for a black man, he is the first guy they go to. He's the new Denzel. Yeah. And he's the new Samuel L. Jackson if he's going to be in everything. Right. And to a certain degree, he's better than... He's more Denzel than Samuel. Yeah. Because he can act. Yeah. He's actually a really good actor. It's just he, he can get jacked, too, and do you know, the, the, the comic book roles. But he's also prone to making bad decisions, like Fantastic Four. Yeah. Like signing on to that was, would have been a train wreck when you hear your director is not going to use source material. Right. So. Yeah, but. He's he, also young, but. He probably didn't know anything yeah. about Fantastic Four. He went because Josh. He, he's loyal to directors. That's the thing. He does all Ryan Coogler movies. Yeah. And Josh Trank did Chronicle with him. And he brought him over from Chronicle. So he's extremely loyal to his directors. And good. Yeah. I mean, he's he's coming back for Creed too, which we like that. Yep. I like Creed. And he's um, also from New Jersey. Yeah. I had a chance to be an extra in Creed, and I blew it <laughs> off to, to go to Comic-Con and cover that as press because Galaxy Wars is important to me. Um, anyway, this is not a Michael B. Jordan. This is Donna Glover. Um, yeah, but if Donna Glover was in it more, it's, it would have been fantastic. Yeah. But what we got was great. Yeah, and we know that... There's a story there. And we're going to talk about that next week. Our next episode yeah. is going to be the future Star Wars predictable or predicted movies or uh, anticipated movies, I guess. Yeah. Lando, Obi, and, Bo- and Boba Fett. Well, we know, we, yeah, we know Boba Fett, yeah. but we're, but there's going to be Lando. Movie. We're going to, yeah, we're going to. And we'll talk the sexuality of Lando next, next week. We'll spend some time on that. But we see Lando, we get the ship. The the scene on the ship is when they're going through the asteroids and the, the aura where it's kind of weird. They show right up to Kessel and immediately we're we're like Sylvester Stallone in escape plan. You know, or Shia LaBeouf in holes where they're trying to get out of this jail. What do you think of the Kessel scenes? Um it they build it up to be a big deal. Yeah. Like the Kessel, you know, factory. But they were in and out pretty fast. Yeah. Like, it really meant nothing to them. Yeah, and they put that, they used Han and Chewie as bait. And we saw how badass Kira was. Kira killed the warden. Who was, like, vaping? Yeah. <laughs> and dripping? Yeah. And she used, like, some really cool jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Like, that was she a, says the name of it, but... Yeah, I'm going to call it jiu-jitsu. We're going to, you know... Put them in, like, Kimura. There's going to be a nerd, so they're going to go create the actual... Yeah. And they're going to be training for it, too. <laughs> It'll be the Comic-Con near you. And then we see how, how good um, Beckett is with the quick draw. Like yeah. He, he's, every time Woody Harrelson was in a movie, like in a scene, he was spinning his guns. Do you notice that? Yeah. And uh, we, we failed to mention that Val dies. Val died. She 
she dies does something bridge. pretty honorable and dies like you know honor amongst thieves she sacrifices herself to save Beckett she yeah. loves Beckett yeah. Beckett and her are, are together um, yeah there's a theory um, two uh, part theory when we get to that character in, in a little uh, bit okay. if you yeah. know what I'm talking about yeah. so they get they get through they get all the fuel they get back on the Millennium Falcon um, and then L7 dies uh, very emotional moment L7 dies. She's liberating everything. She's having the time of her life. She's like, Lando, I'm a liberator. She gets destroyed, like destroyed, like cannon shot. Yeah. Well, she creates a robot revolution, and yeah. the robots hit the, of the... the slowest. Revo- <laughs> it's the slowest revolution ever. And did you know Anthony Daniels was in this? Oh, really? He played one of the uh, robots on okay. um, on um, Castle. Okay. Not C3PO, but that's where we see. Well, he, okay, one of the trash can robots. I think one of the upright ones that the all black okay and he's working the keyboards um we see chopper from star wars rebels yeah uh, which will play into the future of what we see l7 uh gets shot lando runs to go see she, she gets hit with like a cannon yeah and like rips her in half mm-hmm. it was pretty great like and she has now established at this point i don't know 45 minutes into the movie yeah. maybe a little longer mm-hmm. she's established herself almost more of a character than lando yeah She's got more talking. She's set, you know, more speaking parts. And she's, she's been more important than Lando. Yeah. She's the navigator. Lando is just flying. And she, you know, she, yeah, she's, she is as more important probably than the other guys. Yeah. And we find out Lando loves her through the Lando Chronicles. He goes and he, he rescues her. We see his gun work. He's a pretty good shot. Yeah. Uh, we see Han's gun work with the blaster, and he's pretty good too, but Lando gets shot. Yeah, um, Lando's carrying the like torso of the of L seven and gets shot right in the yeah. left arm. He goes down. Han goes to save Lando. He's drawing fire. Chewie goes to save Han. Han says, "No, no, no. You take Lando, yeah, Lando and L seven, yeah. and we care. It is L seven, right? Yeah, L three three seven. Okay, well, I'm gonna yeah. call her L seven. Goes and takes them back to the ship." And Han and Kira and Beckett get back on the ship and they get out. They jet, yeah. they jet Kira around. just, she comes out with like 20 grenades and just like clears the, yeah. why didn't you have those grenades? But I guess they, they scanned her, but still like. Well, run know. onto the ship immediately. Now, you let the, the main droid die. Like, yeah, you're navigating, yeah. It was just, they could have been handled a little more professionally for these uh, these guys who had been in like, Han had been in the army. Like they're supposed to be the best at what they do. Yeah. And uh, they weren't. They weren't. But they get away, and they only know one way because, like, the fuel is going to destabilize and it's going to explode. So what do they do? Instead of going the safe way, the straight line that would take twenty parsecs, they have to go through the aurora. I can't remember the name of it, but they have to go through it, and that would take them twelve. And right. that's where we meet the giant beast. It was like an octopus, space yeah, octopus. It's like it was Cthulhu. Yeah, it brought. It was taking them away, and then Beckett has to put the. There's a gravity well, and. I thought it was going to be a black hole. Yeah, that was cool, though. Yeah, that was, but was, it sucks the beast in, or it starts sucking the beast in. And then they start sucking the Millennium Falcon in, and that's when Beckett has to get to, like, Lando gets hurt again, Han has to take over, and he's flying, and then Kira's flying with him, and she has no idea what she's doing. Right. That's when we, we realize that Chewie is 190 years old, and he can fly. He's also mm-hmm. a great co-pilot because he was following all directions of the ship. So he gets in. They have to plug the uh, L337's um, navigation right, computer in right into the mainframe. That happens, and they need to drop a drop of the fuel in, mm-hmm. like the roll. Yeah, 
unfiltered fuel to, do, to, to get one jump. I thought Beckett was going to die here. So did I. Doing something for the whole ship. I thought this was kind of because, you know, at this point, everybody's kind of died. I think it would have been better for Beckett to die, uh, go out noble. Than, no, I, than the way we got the character. I got. liked his, I, but I really liked his story arc. I did too. I, I think Woody Harrelson was great in it. And uh, I look forward to him. He confirmed that he's playing Carnage in Venom. We, I put a poll out on Twitter, look for it, and Facebook. At the Grays, G R Y S on Twitter. The Grays. Uh, and it was like, you know, who's your favorite, like, your, you know, do anything character, you know, Hall of Famer. Yeah. You know, and and we did, I didn't put Woody Harrelson because I think he has the ability to play a leading man. Mm-hmm. I kind of just put people that aren't leading men, but Red when you see them, they're race. like, they make the movie better. Yeah. But Woody Harrelson, if he's not a leading man, he, whatever he does makes it better. Yeah. Like, he's definitely up there, but I still think he has leading man capability. Like, he can carry a movie by himself. And, mo- and I think, the way that the movies are going now, they're bringing him into a role that you may not know the the leading actor, um, but they're surrounding that actor with great talent. Yeah. That's what they did with this. They did it with the uh, Planet of the Apes because, mm-hmm. like, theoretically, Andy Serkis is a big name to us, but to most people, they've never seen him. Yeah, and if you're going to get 90% mocap actors... Mm-hmm. Make the ones that you can see and know. Yeah, the first one be started, great. Yeah, the first one started with John Lithgow and yeah. James Franco. Then it went to Jason Clark. Not a lot of people know Jason Clark, but then it went and Gary Oldman. So they bring Gary Oldman in, and then they brought Woody in, and yeah. that worked. And they're, I think they did that with Venom too, because maybe and, not a lot of people know Tom Hardy. And you know, which is sad. Literally and figuratively, um, Woody Harrelson in, in um, Hunger Games was the mentor. Yep, and. He kind of was also like, you can get your hooks in, like, okay. I mean, Him and it's Elizabeth got Donald, Banks. yeah, and Donner Sutherland, Donald Sutherland's in the movie okay. too for that reason. But in a lot of scenes, Woody Harrelson's in a lot of scenes with Jennifer yeah. Lawrence because she was young at the yeah, time, yeah, even though sure. Jennifer Lawrence like immediately won an Oscar. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. We're never gonna talk <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence on here. So we'll fast forward. They get through, they get through the jump speed, and then they get to the planet, and they're doing all the the right work. They're stabilizing the the fuel and then infant's nest shows yeah. up and i'm thinking like everyone's dead like this is it like dryden voss is going to show up we're going to have all out war and we find out infant's nest takes off the mask of the character and at first i was waiting for like a huge star like a big male reveal mm-hmm. and it was eliza thornberry from the wild thornberries mm-hmm. a <laughs> pale freckled ginger girl um as infant's nest what did you think about that reveal um, I I th- I have no idea who she is. Don't know anything about her. Um, I think she's only been in. She was in Les Miserables, but mm-hmm. um, I I liked it. I liked the whole idea of her being because Star Wars has tried and you know for a good portion has like held a mantle of being. Um, you know, pro woman, maybe yep. to a feminist level, because you know they've always had important female leads, yeah. and she's kind of like it, her not being what you expect, but her like running an organ, like a huge organization or a big organization. Yeah. She's and, the and, well. It turns out that she's the the Rebel Alliance. Like she's the she's starter. the yeah. This she's, is the birthplace of the Rebel Alliance. Yeah, those it sounds mar- like those Marauders are the the birthplace of the Rebel Alliance, and she's played by Aaron Kellyman. Um, so we want to pay pay respect. Well, to her. she says. 
here, like she kind of does a monologue and gives, you know, says, look, you know, we could fight. And she gives it like the reasons why she's fighting because mm-hmm. of her parents and, you know, villages have been dying. Getting their tongues ripped out. And that was, dope. yeah, it was deep. And you, you know, you get behind her. And then she, you, she doesn't necessarily talk about the Rebel Alliance just yet, yeah. but you kind of get the idea. That's what she's, you know, she's, you know, change is coming. And she says there's a resistance bu- yeah. uh, building, and uh, we're not the we're the start of it, but it's going to grow bigger. Mm-hmm. And she immediately became my favorite. Like it was Lando and her were my two favorite she, characters. I mean, like, I don't know how old she is in real life. I think she's like nineteen or twenty. She gave the feeling that she's a teenager in yeah. the movie. And that, you know, she's doing something well beyond her years in the movie. This is how it felt. And so she did a great job, and it was, you know, good to watch her. And, you know, character-wise, we're, we're, I'm not assuming that she was behind all the, the other stuff yeah. we saw, but she, you know, it's supposed to be her. And she, you're like, she's a pretty amazing character. Yeah, and she wasn't, like, she, she didn't become this version's Boba Fett. Like she yeah. had more moments than Boba Fett. She didn't go through the phasma uh, effect. Like she, she was an established, really good character, and she, I liked her more than Dryden Voss. I liked her more than Kira Beckett. Yeah. I liked her even more than Han Solo because now Alden Ehrenreich did a great job being an, an actor I yeah. didn't know doing a really good job. But she was, she was really good. Now we're on to my theories. There's no. two, two theories. First theory is that she may be the child of Val and Beckett. Okay, and maybe because you know it's it's she's an inter, uh, a biracial girl, maybe Val and Beckett had a child that we didn't know about, and this is that. I don't give much merit to that. The one that I really look into is why would they establish this character, give her such a higher role if she's not important to the future, and she could be. She's much. She's younger than Han. Time timeline links her up to be about maybe forty. 45 by the time we see meet this character, but Ray's mother. Hmm. And she well, could have just she been could a scavenger. Be, she could be important because, you know, she started the revolution mm-hmm. or started the, the rebellion. That could make her important. Or, you know, she could be important to um, the timeline. There is no force powers on this, which I'm glad no, there was. It's totally separate. There's no reference to the Skywalkers. Right. The only original uh, trilogy reference we get is Bosk, which was you understand Bosk is going to be in that, yeah. and the allude, uh, alluding to uh, Jabba the Hutt yeah. on Tatooine. Tatooine. That was it. Uh, but um, it could be timeline could be right, mm-hmm. and then you think if she's she started the rebellion. It makes Ray even more important than just being yeah. a, a daughter of Nova. But the, and that's the only thing that bothers me is we saw Ray go through that that trial in that yeah. cave, and they tell her your parents were unimportant. Yeah, you know? Kylo said the same thing. Snoke said the same thing. Uh, uh, and they might say that just so you know she gets on their side. But the cave, whatever that cave was. Had no reason to lie to her. Yeah. Maybe it did. I don't know. Maybe a little retcon that some well, way. Well, JJ's coming back, and he, <clears throat> Ryan Johnson, took everything that JJ made special about this movie and destroyed it. Yeah. So I feel like JJ's going to come back and just be like, "All right, Kylo, you have a brand new helmet. Phasma <laughs> was resurrected, and she's now gold. Phasma's sister. <laughs> yeah, she's and she's gold, gold leader. And then Ray, your mother is infamous. And it all could go based on the percent, like if." The population likes 
Impus Nest, and this gains what ground, if, they could write it right into the if story. What if I'm establishing my own, um, my own uh, um, theory? Yeah. What if uh, between like Han breaks up or goes on a break? Okay. With with Leia, because we know they break up, mm-hmm. and it was hard, and Han was always traveling. He never stayed home. It was all talked about. Well, one, what if like he meets back up with Invis Ness, and like, Rey is Han's daughter? Oh, that could be good, too. Or she could be Kira's daughter. We don't see anything about Kira anymore. Yeah. Maybe Kira and a surprise character that we get in a little bit, maybe they had a daughter. Uh, give yeah, her robot but, legs and hologram projection. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> There's no way to hide no, certain you, aspects you, you of that known. character. <laughs> All right, so Infant's Nest and Han and, and the crew, they... We're pretty sure he doesn't have a penis. Yeah, I got it got severed. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. So the Infant's Nest is now good. The Resistance are good. Han's on board with them. Beckett seems a little leery, but he's on board. Lando's gone. Lando got away. He's like, I'm out of here. Lando thought there was going to be a firefight and just ducked. Yeah. He got out of there. And then we go to Dryden Voss's yacht. And this is the end. This is the last act of the Dryden Voss's. It's a setup. The blaster's in the crystal or in the fuel. Beckett's gone. Uh, Dryden Voss says, I have somebody on the inside. You guys thought you were going to lie to me. Beckett says, look, I'm out of here. This isn't for me. This isn't what I want to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going just going to go to Tatooine. Yeah. And... He says, I have somebody on the inside. And I thought this was going to be the reveal of Kira being a spy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, kind of expected this. Yeah. And in walks Beckett. And Kira's face drops and Han's face drop. And then it's it just leads to a huge fight. Uh, yeah. Beckett leaves. He takes the crystal, uh, the, the um, fuel. He leaves. Kira is working with Dryden to take down Han. But then Kira turns on Dryden and kills Dryden. Yep. Uh, pretty cool death. Yeah. I, I like that part of the death. And then she's like, all right, get out of here. Get out of here, Han. I'm going to... I like Dryden's weapon, too, the dagger. Yeah. It looked like it, it had, like, it, Like crystals. a laser dagger. Yeah. So, yeah. It like it had kyber crystals. It looked like it was kyber crystal powered, but... That's, like, the beginning of a lightsaber. Do we saber. know... Do, what species is he? Do they like ever... Because his face... He's got, like, tiger stripes that run along his, like, face and, and neck. Do you think they were pre-existing? I don't know. Or they, he was like burned? They change color yeah, when he did. gets angry. And his eyes get bloodshot. And yeah. All that. All his, his entire eye turns red. Like he yeah. busts every capillary. <laughs> so they fight. He's driving boss is dead. Kira tells Han, go, go. I'm going to earn my keep. I'm going to buy my freedom. And she gets on, takes Dryden Voss's ring. Now, I thought she was going to reach for the ring and Dryden Voss was still alive. She. Ba- this is where Han's also, we're talking, Han is, is maybe a little... Uh, Pussy struck because yeah. he's like, all right, this is the girl I love. She's not going to turn her back on me. Yeah. I got her. Yeah, I got um, all this fuel. We're going to buy our ship. We're going to get Yeah, and, and she's like, all right, sh- you go. I'm going to clean this place out. Like, yeah. she looks around and says, I'm just going to grab, you know, basically, like, we see there's jewels and yep. there's gold and there's whatever. That she's, Mandalorian. She's, yeah. The first thing I would have got. She's just going to grab shit and they're going to go and they're going to be, you know, rich. So that's that's how she gets Han to leave. She grabs her ring. Again, I thought she was going to die. Yeah. I thought he was still alive, had one last burst of energy, slits her throat, she's dead. Han, like, the ship goes away, whatever. She gets the ring, puts the ring on the desk, and there's a cloaked hologram. And they've already looted that the Emperor's around. Crimson Dawn is like a mercenary group. 
uh, that it pledges their allegiance to the alliance or the rebels, and I was or not the rebels, the, um, the empire. And I'm like, this is it. Like we're gonna see Palpatine. This is where it's gonna start with the or we're gonna see Darth Vader or whatever. Darth fucking Maul shows up, <laughs> and that's a character I love from the prequels that right. everybody loved there in the prequels. That's that's a character everybody was like, we would have traded Jar Jar and Qui Gon or Qui Gon yep. for. Three more Darth Mauls, but and we got him. What did you think of the reveal? Um, I thought it was awesome. It was huge, yeah. And like they had, you know, this is where they they kind of you know went from the old canons, the old legends, mm-hmm. and you see the robot legs and because in Rebels, right? Yeah. And in the, the books and the comics, he lives, and he gets robot legs, and he he has like a pair of spider legs for a while, like yep. four legs, and then and he gets a regular pair of legs. And but if it goes without saying that this is seven years pre Rebel storyline, right. so this could eventually go into a Rebel storyline. Right. And he says, Darth Maul tells Kira, "We're going to rule the galaxy together. Come and meet me. It's time to take over." Like, yeah, he's basically Crimson Dawn. Yeah, and I didn't even put that together. He's red, crimson. I didn't yeah. put anything together. Well, it was huge. That was the best moment of. We the thought story. he's dead. Yeah, and this is the only time you see for, the force powers in this. Yeah. He like grabs his lightsaber. It was and the, lights up at the double lightsaber. It was the best. And if you didn't know, already know who he was. He has the light, <laughs> the double lightsaber. One of the coolest lightsabers in the existence of lightsabers. And we see it. He fades away. Kira goes, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, Kira basically is now second in command of the entire organization. Yep. Now, even Voss said, look, I have, I'm not number one. I, there's people I have to answer to. Yep. But he's like, you have to answer to me. I have to answer to other people. Yep. So, And she played a great poker face and said, like, that's what happened. Like, Han Solo came in. Like, yeah. these rebels came in. They killed They killed Voss. I'm the only one who survived. She doesn't necessarily... She doesn't name drop Han. No. But she doesn't, like... She does them no favors, really. Yeah. She's just like, I'm out of here. Like, Han worked for her and got her everything she needed so she could just take over. Yep. She didn't, you know, maybe we were supposed to think she was kind of saving him in a way. But, you know, it just felt like it's easier for her not to explain yeah. the whole situation because she says Han killed. Well, the levels of backstabbing in this movie are oh, ridiculous. Huge. It's everything. Everybody is backstabbing everybody in well, this movie. Well, because now she, the yacht takes off, but now we see uh, Han catch up to um, Chewbacca and uh, what's his name? Beckett took Chewbacca yeah. hostage and made him carry the, the fuel. And um, he says, don't trust anybody. And Beckett goes to reach for his blaster, and Han kills Beckett. Han right shoots first. First person, yeah. Yeah, Han shoots first again. <laughs> R.I.P. Greedo. So Beckett's gone. He says, and Han, like, emotional Han runs up, like, I'm so, so sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to do this. Like, he lets Yeah, him, he's emotional, but... But he also goes back to saying, like, nobody deserves to die alone. And I think that's what Val told Beckett. Uh, even he's like he. She said even yeah. this guy doesn't even deserve right. to die alone. So Han sees him on his journey into Valhalla, and uh, yeah, I mean he did eventually turn. You know, was going to kill him. Yeah, Becca was going to kill Han, mm-hmm. but he did teach him like the most important lesson that Han's learned so far. Yeah, don't trust anybody. Yeah, and he, then he sees he's looking out at Kira and. Kira flies he away. He sees the yacht fly by, and yep. he's like, shit, Kira's gone. Yep. He's only got, at this point, he's only got Chewbacca. Yeah, Lando says, I don't want to see you ever again. 
And where does the first place that Han Solo goes? To see Lando. <laughs> and he plays him in Sabacc one more time. He, he, he But the, he lifts the, the, the switch. Yeah, he, well, no, he keeps the switch. He steals the, the, the last card. green card. Yeah. And he says, well, you would have won unless you had this. Yeah. And he gets the Millennium Falcon. Credits. Set it up for a sequel. Yeah, it's I definitely going to be a gonna, sequel. I, there's, this is going to be Han Solo trilogy. If it's not, yeah. Well, if it makes I always thought dollars that it six hundred fifty million dollars it needs to break even. This is going to be a sequel. Well, we could talk about that for a second. It's a it's a busy week. Yeah. For movies, you've still got a, a juggernaut out there in in Avengers who's still yeah. you know, like dominating. And I think Avengers made more than that this this week. And juggernaut in Deadpool too. Yeah. So it's and. This was, I think this might have a better second week, or a second weekend, because this was up against the wall yeah. with everybody saying, oh, it's going to be bad. Like, we, we thought it was going to be, yeah. it was a good movie. Is it a 70%? I think it might be better than that. I agree. And the way the numbers are tracking, like I said, like, uh, two days ago, it was at 55%. Mm-hmm. And... That's all the people that hate new Star Wars movies. Yes. That's you know that's the real, the nuts and bolts of the Star Wars fandom. They're the 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 ones that stand in the line for it. And 104 million is is a good week. That's yeah, a good opening. It's week, a but it's not a for good week at this point. Yeah, but next week there's nothing really coming out. They got two good weeks before Incredibles two opens. Right. Up. There's and no real big movies that are coming out. Yep. So it has a chance to make up a lot of ground. Internationally, it's got some chances, mm-hmm. and you know, as as Deadpool's still going to put up a fight. Probably, it's going to be number one probably again next week. But Possibly, really has you know. I think it'll be all right. I think so too. It's I think it's gonna... second week when people get the word out that it's nowhere near. It's nowhere near the numbers you see don't matter. Yeah, because they have to track upward, and they might land at like seventy two, seventy five. It is not. It is way better than the tr- the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Way better. And if you or, or the, 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 prequels. The, the the prequels. And it's better than Last Jedi, in my opinion. I liked it more. And if you think it's going to be a movie that was hyped up like Justice League and it fell flat, it didn't. Yeah. Like, there wasn't a moment where I was like, "Oh, that's bad CGI." The only bad moment I saw was that childlike Chewbacca or Wookiee that looked like yeah. the Jack it, Link's it, beef jerky Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Looked like a monkey mask. Yeah. It looked like a Planet of the Apes mask, yeah, that and that was pra- that was practical. But I just think it was very hard for them. that. Had to be. It's kind. Of, it's got to portray like young Wookies yeah. are still bigger than average yeah. humans, so it had to be really tall, but it couldn't be too big. Yeah. Like so, it, it came off really weird. The head looked too big for the body, and but whatever. That and, could just be the actor. And for this being the, you know, it could have been me as that actor. I yeah. mean, I would have been alright. <laughs> but as for Chewie, this being like the the origins of Chewie, and it's not Peter Mayhew. I think jo- uh, Jonas uh, Satuma did a great job. Yeah. And you know, we all wanted to see an origin of Chewie, mm-hmm. but you can't go. You can't do a whole movie on Kashyyyk. You, you get you get let that that Christmas special if like, you do all yeah. all Wookies. Be like watching Pan's Labyrinth. It's all <laughs> su- uh, subtitles. Well, we if you want to if you've seen the movie and you like the movie, share your thoughts on Twitter, all social media like we have, uh, and you can follow us on all of our social media like uh, the Grace T H E G R Y S on Twitter, Galaxy Wars podcast on everything else. We're on all the directories, including Podknife, a new one that just gave us a review. Yeah, Podknife. Pod 
go check them out. They gave us a they gave us a pretty good write up and gave us a pretty good bump in our numbers. Yep, so. And thank you to them. And if you're going to the movies to see Solo and you haven't seen it yet and you listen to this and we ruined it for you, don't forget to download Run P so you can find <laughs> out more uh, good times to go to the bathroom and yeah. you won't miss the Darth Maul reveal. Well, besides giving you the best times to go to the bathroom and they do give you a little synopsis of those those four minute windows. They also, which is great for now all movies, they also tell you how many scenes are, are during or after the credits, which is really important because I don't like sitting there and like the, the lights are up. I'm yeah. like, should I go or should yep. I stay? What am I going to miss? Yeah, there are no end credit scenes for, Han Sol- uh, for yeah. Solo, A Star Wars Story. And if you want to connect more with the Galaxy Wars podcast, you can come out to Philadelphia at Amalgam Comics and Coffee Shop on June 23rd at 5 o'clock to see us at the Philadelphia Podfest. Uh, we'll be performing live, and we're closing the show. So see us there. And if you want to hear my voice anymore, you can check out the Active Geek podcast. You can hear me and Tom do the Binks and the Beards podcast, uh, the Adventures of Binks and Beards podcast, which are all Active Geek productions. We are a happy family, and I think Binks wants to do a review of the movie. Me and him always see these movies together. And uh, if you want to hear, you do previews of the movie. I movies. do previews. We do reviews. Yeah, and um, so it's a good it's a good bookend um, we don't ever do previews. Mm-hmm. We do character bios and stuff like that. That's just filler until we get to the next movie. That's but, right. Uh, you, the active geek does previews, and that's pretty good. Thank you. I mean, you're going to get stuff wrong. Yeah, we get a lot wrong. But All I mean, of that how, Yeah. It, lately, it's like, what don't we get wrong? Yeah, but, I think Deadpool... DM me and said, like, we're going to set a troll. <laughs> we, we listened to you episode, we're going to troll you. But support all things Active Geek Productions, including Galaxy Wars, Active Geek Podcast, and Adventures of Binks and a Beard. And look for us next week as we discuss the potential upcoming Star Wars movies and the confirmed Boba Fett movie. We'll see you.